0: Hey, how's it going? This is not Stephen Edwards, but you might recognize the voice. It is Paul Quinn, one of the co-writers of this weird little podcast. And before this week's episode, I just wanted to take a minute and say, if you are enjoying the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it is you're listening to the show. It only takes a second and it really does help us out in terms of getting the word out about the show and the algorithm, all that good stuff. You could also share the podcast, let your friends and followers know that you're digging us. We are on Spotify now, so we hope that makes us easier to share. And also, if you just generally want to say hi, you totally can. Acquiring Minds is on Instagram, at Acquiring Picks, that's P-I-C-S, Picks. We're on Twitter, at Acquiring Tweets, and on Facebook, just under the full name of Adquiring Minds with Stephen Edwards. Give us a follow, shoot us a message. We have analytics that promise us that we have listeners, but it would be equally cool to hear from and interact with some of you. So come say hi. Or don't, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. It's your life. I don't have any say in this. I derive no value from the thoughts and action of others, you know. Equanimity, motherfuckers. Google it. Anyway, that's all from me. Over to you, Stephen. Hello, faithful listener. And welcome to Ed Quire with Me, Stephen Edwards. On today's show, I welcome acclaimed writer, Stu Perry. Now, Stu is one of Britain's all-time greatest comedy writers. He has written... Oh, so many of your favourite comedy films and television shows. And he's on the show today to discuss the special anniversary DVD release of his brilliant show, the classic show, Trouble at Mill. And now let's hear from this week's sponsor, which today is a fellow podcast it is hosted by Ted Barnes, who was a former broadcast journalist who left the industry in somewhat controversial fashion, and he's starting a podcast, getting some eccentric guests together, although it doesn't quite always go to plan. Sometimes his guests get the wrong idea, and, you know, there's a wrong end of the stick, and, and this, he, he gets crazy guests, and they, this is my podcast, this is, this is entirely my podcast, he left the industry under controversial circumstances. He has wacky guests. This is my podcast. This guy, in its 11th season, British Podcast Awards 2011, British Podcast Awards 2012, British Podcast Awards. This guy has doing my podcast with more success. Ted Quiring Minds? That doesn't even make any sense. His guests include David Cameron, J.K. Rowling, Tom Waits. He booked this motherfucker booked Tom Waits on his podcast. This isn't even. I'm just sad. This has made me sad. I'm. i I'm, I'm with today's show. I guess.
1: Typewriter. No. Electric typewriter. Well, you yeah, know. It was, it was something. Oh, that's well, the electric typewriter. The electric typewriter? The electric typewriter. typewriter. What 17 was? batteries it took.
0: What was it fueled by before electricity? What was the regular typewriter fueled by? It was by?
1: Little Hamster into wheel. Little Hamster. Ah, it was inside. Uh, are you having me going you. there? You I'm a comedy right?
0: writer. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, welcome listeners. I'm sitting here today with my guest, one of my great heroes, Mr. Stu Perry.
1: Stephen, I'm happy to be here.
0: Stu, you are one of comedy's living legends. You have created some of British television's best love comedy films and shows.
1: I'm a very lucky man, what can I say?
0: One or two hit shows would be lucky, but, I mean, look at your resume. Only Swings and Roundabouts, uh, Norris and Nephew, Some Uncles Do Shave Them, Camp Heiney. Can I Bag That Up For You, Madam? I mean, the list is endless.
1: Oh, it is, and I could tell you some stories. Oh. Norris and Nephew, what, what a swinging time of my life that oh, it, was.
0: It looked like it just from watching it, just from being a viewer.
1: It just, Just the whole thing, we filmed that on one beach
0: in Carlisle. In Carlisle.
1: One beach in Carlisle. You
0: filmed all six seasons in one day? No, 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 no. Oh, right, right. It was more like two. Oh, right, 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 right. Of course, right. we worked harder back then. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so.
1: Sometimes people come up to me on the street, raving, I love that joke from that thing that you did. That fella was funny, weren't it? And I'm like, you'll have to be a bit more specific uh, than that. Because you,
0: you can't remember, you uh, did loads. But
1: yes, yes, I've been very fortunate, very fortunate. It's, it's, it's nice to be remembered after all this time I as well.
0: remembered and celebrated. You are here today as part of your promotional tour to commemorate 50 years of your hit sitcom Trouble at Mill.
1: Can you believe it? 50 years. I told him, I said, I said, we'll be on more than a week.
0: You, you didn't hold out much hope for Trouble at Mill? I uh, had no hope for Trouble at Mill. Why? It's such a, I mean, looking back, I mean, it's easy for me to say from hindsight, but it's such a good show.
1: Oh, I hated it. I hated being there. I hated the people. I hated the script. I hated every day of it. What was
0: your problem with the script? The script, I wrote it in panic. In a, you, you felt you rushed, oh, then? They
1: wouldn't let you have more than one go of it back then. There was no... No, you sat down at the desk. Yeah. And you basically, you got paid in cigarettes. So as soon as you were done with your carton, the script had to be finished. And me, back then especially, I was a heavy smoker. And plus, when I was smoking, I had to have a drink with it as well. So it was half rat
0: Right, okay. So you're saying that your pay was directly related to- to the amount of cigarettes you smoked.
1: Well, that's right, yeah. You'd, you'd be at the back of the pack, and you'd say, right, that's enough. I see you've got your pack done there. We're not up and at me to get another one in. Script the laughter, do. And I'd say, oh, it's not finished yet. And they'd be like, we don't really mind.
0: You know, now that you mentioned that, there is that episode of Norris and Nephew where they just cut to the credits when Norris is looking for his car keys. That's exactly what happened there. You would you would, you'd finish your cigarettes and they just pulled the paper out the typewriter and said...
1: And they said, no, send that down to the studio floor, tell the director to just shoot around it. I said, shoot around what? He's looking for his
0: car keys. Well, fascinating. This is these, this is why I wanted you on. I wanted, you know, these these types of stories.
1: I never know if you found those car keys. Didn't even mention it in the next episode. No,
0: there was no callback to that whatsoever.
1: People still ask me about that. They still ask me, did he have find final car keys? What I do say, you say? I say you would have to give me a pack of fags to find out because ah, that's how I work.
0: Like. I smell a sequel series, Netflix. Uh, but anyway, I you know, it's, it's great to, to have you here. It's great to be talking about this show. I grew up on Trouble at Mill. I mean, some of my earliest memories were sitting in front of the TV on watching it on UK TV Gold.
1: UK TV Gold. UK
0: TV Gold. Men and Motors. Your...
1: Remember Men and Motors? Men and Motors. That was a bizarre idea, that wasn't was it? That was a
0: very strange idea. If the the, the the channel didn't matter for 11 hours out of the day, and then as soon as you hit 10 o'clock, viewing figures must have gone through the roof. Crazy week. days. Crazy days. Crazy days. Simpler t- simple times. Tell young people of today. Wouldn't believe you. Wouldn't, wouldn't believe it. It's all online. I have to say, though, on, on that subject, you know, about, you know, different generational perspectives, I was watching Trouble at Mill recently, just some clips on YouTube. I can't believe I was allowed to watch that as a child. Some of that show is a little, a little racy
1: our kid had to get YouTube up to remind us of all of the stuff we got away with. Tomorrow. Well, yeah. I, spent, yeah. I can't work it myself. You know, it's very difficult with all the little buttons. Of course, you don't have buttons on the bloody things nowadays. No, but, no. but watching it back, you do think the watershed was different back then. It was around R6. Mm. You could say anything you wanted after R6. You could say minge bag, minge cakes, Minge fuck.
0: Minge was fair game.
1: Minge was the top of the pile for Percy, you could yeah. say. And
0: obviously that was that was you know you um, couldn't
1: say the racialist words.
0: No, no, but you could, could say you the want minge ones. To. Nor would you want to.
1: Slags, um, you could say that. But of course, bitch, you could say that. I think you could say bitch now, or to be fair.
0: Yeah, I think they let you get away with with with. It's a funny old world, isn't it? But I, I mean, even you know Percy the plumber, his catchphrase was "You minge." You know, I had that on a t-shirt at six. At six, dude. Didn't
1: see anyone from those t-shirts. You didn't see
0: anything from those t-shirts.
1: Percy fucking Plummer did, though, didn't
0: he? Oh, I imagine Do you know what so. he did with all that t-shirt minge money. Well, tell me. Drank it away. He drank it away. Drank it away. Spent it on minge, ironically. Spent it on minge. I remember him. He was at uh, the St. Augustine's Church Faith, uh in around, oh, God, must have been 1992. Uh, and he was an old man by that point. Yep. Still selling those minge bag shirts.
1: I hope they didn't make him take part in the old one-legged race. Oh, Nathan, no, no, Because no, he would no, have been no, too no. pissed to do it. No, 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 no. They Same keep... thing happened to him in a, a church freight up in, in a minehead, ironically enough. Mm. Tied him to a little boy. Thought it all be good and fun and games. Lost his fucking mind, oh, he did. Oh, God. Never saw that kid for two weeks. No. Didn't see what happened to him. Of course, you could get away with taking a kid away back then. <laughs> he said he just took him on holiday. Yeah. Everyone
0: believed him. Well, I mean, as long as the kid was happy, did the kid seem to enjoy himself? didn't say much after that oh, ever right. again oh maybe maybe we should move on from that um, but yeah yeah. so you know different times different times different times you know um, you could you could get away with more earlier could in the day get away with anything
1: back then yeah terrible things but yeah I agree with moving the watershed
0: you, you agree with that
1: got youngins myself i don't want him seeing minge thrown all over the place too early
0: yeah too early oh
1: no, push it back son push it back
0: so wait so, so when you say that you actually agree with that i mean are you saying that there are you know aspects of the modern industry that you know you don't quite Bro, agree with
1: fella i don't want to get into that because right. you'll get me going and my heart's not what it was 50 packs a day i've not done it any further either yeah doctor says to keep me calm and not to go off on one so we'll just skate right past that
0: Okay, we can, that's fine, we can keep things positive, That that's absolutely fine. You know, one of my favourite things about Trouble at Mill is, you know, as well as Percy Plummer, just a great cast of characters.
1: Oh, one of the best gang of lads and lasses you could hope for on Trouble at Tip Mill. Joy to work
0: with every one of them. Do, do you have a favourite character from the series? Oh, that's
1: like asking me to pick my favourite child, that is. I mean, you've got them all, don't you? You've got Trindy Jake, what a star he was. Leading man to end the all he was. Cleavy Jan. Most stunning blonde bombshell to ever grace the small screen. She was untalented, which was funny back in those days. You didn't see a talented woman. No. Not on the telly. Not on the streets.
0: So not she t- was at school. Anyway. So she was a trailblazer. She
1: blazed all the. Trails. I imagine
0: young, untalented women looked up to her and thought, "You know what? I can be talented." One assumes. But obviously, there was there was loads more. There was a whole whole gang of friends.
1: Oh, you, it, the list is almost endless. We had a rotating cast of over hundred characters, yeah. and each one of them was a gem, Stephen. Brilliant. Yeah, Reverend Sledge, uh, Soup the Postman, Dale from next door, Mrs. Cy, mouth, of course. Yeah. Eh, Mrs. Sighmouth, Mrs. Sighmouth. Yeah, she yeah. was a rascal. People still shout that at me on trains to this day. There. And uh, what was that ethnic last call? Rosa
0: Choundry. There you go. We Rosa have one. Choundry from Down the Offy. You know, one of the first not white characters. And I had no television. problems with that. No, you didn't. Not you, a one. You, you championed that. I said, if you've got to put get-go. one in, then
1: go on, put one in. Yeah,
0: might as well be talented. Is a direct quote. I remember you saying.
1: I think talented was in quotation marks, but yes.
0: You know that great gang—they riled each other up into more and more crazier schemes.
1: Exactly, like the one with the the foreman eats all that oh, bad fish. Classic. The classic. fish
0: episode, unbelievable, regularly tops the polls of one of the funniest gags. Trouble at Mill is just just one of many countless things you did. Obviously, you're in the cinema well-known for creating the Get It Over With series. Endless fun. God, are we laughed! when you all get it over with. And again, the list of that just goes on. I think there was about 40 films in that series. Uh, get It Over With Soldier. Get It Over With Mr. Barman get it over with in Dubai, get it over with at the Tory party conference.
1: Yeah, that, that last one, I kind of regret.
0: Yeah, but. yeah, obviously, but I, I, I know you wanted to stay positive, but I mean, they really don't make them like that no,
1: anymore. No sir, they do not. I agree with you 110%. We, we kept it simple back then. That's the way we worked. None of this overly complicated plots, no plot much at all, to be honest with mm, you. Mm. There was nothing you had to watch again to fully understand. They go, Oh, he were a ghost the whole time. Mm. Bollocks, that Bollocks. They get it over with films. They were funny. Simple. They were funny and they were straightforward. Yeah. Take get it over with before the wedding. Oh, love it. What was the actual plot, though? You tell me what the plot of that film was.
0: Uh, okay, well, Carly wants to get married before her dad dies, so she'll be entitled to her share of the inheritance, but the guy she actually wants to marry is a homosexual gentleman from Greenland who was only marrying her both to, well, hide her sexuality and to receive British citizenship. So they drive to the chapel in Blackpool where they pick up those married hitchhikers who both want to have an affair with Carly's fiance. And then obviously there's the stomach bug that results in the entire city of Blackpool being quarantined. So Carly, instead, she has to, you know.
1: Exactly. Mm. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Easy to understand, enjoyable stuff. None of this extended malarkey. If you don't need that fella from Jackie Brown and Pulp Fiction coming in telling you what's going to happen and how it's going to pay off in the six movies down the line. No post-grad scenes. And it were in 2D. It were lifelike. Not all this HD, D-box, UKIP nonsense that these picture houses make you sit through these days. Pay fucking 200 quid a ticket to go watch it. Mm. Nonsense. Give me a nice flat screen. I'll pay for the pick and mix. I don't mind paying over the odds for that because that's what the cinema's about. But yeah. I won't pay more than £2, Ed, to watch a film.
0: Okay, well, you know, I know he wants to stay well, my, posi- my
1: blood pressure's rising, still. Yeah, I can,
0: I can feel it from here. I can right see your veins. T- Modern filmmaking really bothers you that much?
1: Oh, how could it not bother anyone? It's absolute shite. Go on, name me a good film. Name me a good film from the last 47 years. Go on, name, okay, me. Go uh, on, name one good film from any, the last uh, 47 uh, years. Go uh, on,
0: go on. Mean Girls, I guess. I don't know. Isn't I think
1: where are all the big British comedies now? Where are all the good British comedies these days? Eh? Not many. Gavin were. and Stacey. Uh... Gavin and fuck right off.
0: Yeah. I'm not yeah. watching
1: that garbage. I swear, there's only four or five characters on screen at once.
0: Right. And four that's... or five. And that's not enough for that's you. That's
1: nowhere near enough. That's what we've been trying to say, is it? The ensemble is what makes it work. You need the big cast of cheeky chaps and one minority to make it a good gag for everybody. You need at least 30 people when all said and done, so you've got 50 pages to spread out amongst them.
0: Okay. Um. I mean, I, I guess I see the benefits of that, I suppose.
1: And I'll tell you something else for free. Okay. They should have never got rid of that cinemascope. C-
0: cinemascope? Cinemascope, I don't even... I'm not even sure I know what Cinemascope,
1: Cinemascope? is. Cinemascope, oh, you've not seen Ben Aaron's cinema Cinemascope. Oh, it's, always, it's always
0: in the uh, the opening titles of old movies. That's Cinemascope, nice, what even nice is round
1: screen it, were. it was to get people away from to telly, get them into the spectacle of things. Like an
0: aspect ratio yeah. lens. Uh, yes,
1: exactly. It was a special type of lens from the 1950s that made the film look that much wider. More engaging. You could just walk right into that chariot race.
0: Right, well, presumably that's been made obsolete by by later inventions. it's a matter of opinion, lad. Not really.
1: It took effort and dedication to make a picture in Cinemascope. And once that's done by machines, well, fucking hell, lad, who has to work hard then? Put the kettle on, the computer will do all the work for us. Same thing with Technicolor. Okay,
0: now, Stu, I'm going to have to stop you there. I mean, Technicolor, I actually do know something about. it. It was very expensive. It was these big bulky cameras surely I mean you've got to agree that going to something cheaper more compact and portable that's not a bad thing
1: because what do we give up for it Stephen look what we've lost look at the films being made since we stopped making them like we used to same with t- telly I'm just going to come out and say it. we should go back to black and white
0: you were just advocating for an intense form of colorization literally seconds ago
1: black and white just felt cozier. you felt like you were there with the characters
0: where the picture was all like dark and grainy
1: yes homely Cause that's how things looked back then. Okay, you're spoiled. So you don't remember what it was like back no, in the day. No,
0: I, I mean I remember. I, I you have... could
1: you could leave your doors open those days. I tell you
0: that for now. Well, that's a myth. I mean, I, my grandmother's back doors were constantly locked and being broken into. People were always smashing in my grandmother's back doors. That's just an old family tale that we tell.
1: But you got over it. You moved yeah. past it. Yeah, it I became know.
0: a funny story.
1: The old ladies would be sitting around the calf and they would say, "Oh, you never guess who came in the other day." It was just some fella from Tother town. And I said, what are you doing in my house? Mm. He said, I'm here to take some things. I said, and she'd say, oh, well, all right, just be quick about it because we'll
0: sports is on in a bit. Stu, so, I mean, if you don't mind me saying, you're throwing out a lot of old-fashioned ideas here. I mean, you can't seriously expect the, the BBC to greenlight a sitcom tomorrow that is filmed in black and white and has got upwards of 40 recurring characters.
1: I wouldn't expect the BBC to green light anything from me. Why? Well, because I'm not a pansexual Asian rabbi with celibate okay. pausing, obviously. H- h- hey now, I mean... This this whole affirmative action
0: bollocks. I mean, let's, uh, uh, let's side swipe here, you, you know, again... You've you, got to
1: have money to get something made so you can make money, it's ridiculous. You can't expect them to make TV shows like they used to. Why can't we go back to the old ways? They were golden days, the old ways. Why can't we try and recapture some of that old magic? Okay, nostalgia. People me... like nostalgia. I know. How I many know. more fucking
0: times do you want to see *Tut Lion King*? Not. I, I will give you that one. I will concede that point. But let me let me put it like this. Imagine this. Imagine I had a silent movie star here, and he was complaining about the talkies and how much better things were before sound, and saying, you know, we should go back to silent movies. What what would you say to him?
1: Do you know what? You got a good point.
0: No, Stu. No, I'd say no. to him,
1: you know what, son? You have got a good point, and I like your moxie. Let's put something on the Stu, else No, that's not to, what I meant. You know, now that I think about it, that's bollocks too. Silent... Let's let's go back a bit further. Do you know what I miss? Lordville? Lordville You got a bit of everything. You, you got the strong man. You got you got a fella Vaudeville. doing a song. Lad dressed up as a lass—that were always fun. We're getting
0: out of control here. Punch and
1: Judy—that's always been around. We could just go back to puppets. Okay. All do right. those Japanese shadow puppets? Well, they were fun. Uh, thanks so for joining us let's today. Let's go further back than that. Traveling shows. Let's do that. When everyone got from village to village. Fifty off version. Everyone of had to
0: play, trouble at mill. but you could
1: wear a funny jester's hat. Available now. You know what? Further back than that, let's go to the cave paintings. Let's all just paint them on walls and we'll go gather around everyone else's walls.